Hi, everybody, and welcome to the KC Chiropults podcast brought to you by CATS Chiropractic Consultants, helping chiropractors keep their pulse on success. I'm Dr. Michael Perush. Welcome to the podcast today. I've got one of my oldest, dearest friends, Sarah Ambergy. How are you? I'm really great. Thank you. It's good to see you. We, uh, we haven't caught up for a while, and uh, my gosh, thanks for coming on today. Thanks for having me. Yeah, this is great. So, you know, I always consider you as kind of this quasi-guru of systems in the chiropractic office. So, you know, I thought maybe that'd be kind of a fun topic to talk about today. I'm, I love that subject. I'm all about systems. Yeah, we got to have systems because systems are what keep us not only going, but keep track of the plethora of information that we have to deal with in the office, especially when it comes to the front office and the back office. I agree with that. I think once you have a system in place and it makes the world go around, even McDonald's has a system, right? It's what yep. makes things roll in the McDonald's. Chick-fil-A is a great example of having systems in place. Yep. When you've got systems in place and everything, everything in your office falls into place and you don't even feel like you're busy. Right. That's the key. Right. Yeah. And, and so oftentimes we see chiropractic offices, they, they just don't have a lot of systems or they've grown out of their systems and their systems are outdated and they haven't kept up. And, you know, you see them getting bogged down and just not being as efficient as they possibly could. And I, I just think that is incredibly important that you have to be efficient. Those processes and procedures have to keep up with where you're at in practice. I agree with that. One thing I see offices do all the time, because I work with so many different offices, and I used to actually run an office back in the day, way back in the day. But one of the things that we always said, okay, let's implement this system. And if it doesn't work, let's find a different solution, right? So many times we go to implement something and it doesn't work. And then offices will just, okay, well, it didn't work. Okay. All right. Talk to you next week. You know, uh-uh. Do something else. Tweak that a little bit. What? Talk about it. What did not work? What? What? Why did that fail? That's why you have staff meetings, right? That's why they meet right. with you. Let's talk about what didn't work. Why did it not work? Okay, well, we just didn't like it. Okay, what did we not like? What didn't work? The patients didn't understand. Okay, then let's let's fix it. But let's not just drop it because it didn't work. Right. You bring up a great point that inner office communication has to happen. And there's not a separation in communication between the doctor or the owner of the clinic and the staff. The two have to be cohesively joined together and that requires communication. So staff, you've got to communicate back to the doctors what's not working and doctors, you've got to pay attention enough to understand what might not be working. And you've got to talk about that. And I hear doctors say all the time, I don't know what to talk about in a staff meeting, so we just don't have them. Oh my gosh, there's so much to talk about in a staff meeting. You could have one every day. Exactly, right. And it, and the other thing too, I, I think, is that the staff meeting doesn't have to be an hour. It doesn't have right. to be 30 minutes. It can be a 10-minute powwow. That's right. it. Let's, you know, even if you're going to say one, two, three, hustle. We've done something, right? We've set the mood or the tone for the day. I agree with that. I think communication really can be key too because um, it's like a marriage it's like a big dance when you're in the office, right? So when you have staff, you've got to know where the next person's going to move and what the next person's going to, you have to know, okay, doc, Dr. Smith or whoever your doctor is, 
he doesn't, he prefers that we have the next room ready before the next patient goes in. He doesn't, you know, you've got to know those things. So you know you've got to hustle in that room and get it ready for the next patient. That's just one little T9C little example. You've got right. to know your doctor. So that's also up to your doctor to, to communicate those things with the staff. And that's, again, where staff meetings come in. Take those 10 minutes to tell your staff exactly what do you need from us because we're happy to give it to you. Just tell us what, what you need from us. I had a doctor that I talked with today. I'm sorry, blah, blah, blah. I'm yeah, no, you're great. <laughs> but I talked with a doctor today and we were talking about diagnosis codes. And, and he said, well, I didn't know I needed diagnosis codes. Well, there's the communication, right? Your staff has to say, well, I've been waiting on diagnosis codes from you. You know, we need to get this billing out or whatever the case is, I need diagnosis codes. Or your doctor's in a room doing adjustments and they come out and there's a room full of people. And he, well, wait a minute, where do I go? What do I do? You have to communicate that dance in your office to right. get to flow and, and that's everything. Once you have that dance and that communication down, it's like, you know, we used to see um, a lot of patients, there was three of us, we saw between 75 and 110, and I know people don't like to do that every day, but that was what we did. That was my yeah. first chiropractic experience. I'm so grateful to have that experience. But the, because we were so efficient in our systems, right, that we're talking about today, then you've got, we felt like, like at times we were like, okay, where are the patients? You know, right. We truly did because everything we had a system for everything. Yeah, yeah, we get the same thing. You know, people always ask me, "How did you see so many patients?" Right. Systems. We had great systems, and we had over-the-top communication, and we took yeah. the time to talk about it along the way. You know, so we're constantly tweaking and perfecting. You know, and it's it's no different. I tell doctors this all the time. You can't just teach your staff to do some procedures and how to follow some systems in the practice, you have to train on it. And it's kind of like uh, a football coach who goes to football practice one day and you've got a big game coming up this weekend and you walk in and you tell the team, I've got four new plays I want to teach you, but then you never spend any time practicing them. And you've got to practice those things over and over and over. You know, I can't tell you how often we used to practice um, just patient flow through the office so that it was seamless. And the whole idea behind some of that stuff is not so you're not just so you're efficient, but so patients don't see the breakdown in communication from behind the scenes because that begins to break their trust in you. I agree with that. And you know, that trust begins with that very first phone call when they call exactly. in the office. Exactly. What is that system? What are you gonna say when they when they call in for that appointment to set that appointment? You're setting you you've just made your first impression. So whoever's answering that phone, you have to have a system. What if they ask you how much it's going to cost? What do you say? What if they ask you to take insurance? What do you say? You know, what if they ask you how long it's, you're going to be in the office? What do you say? You have to be prepped for every answer so people can just fire off back answers with confidence. And I think that's where it gets back to the very first thing. Take back yourself back to being a patient in that office, what are your first impressions? Think about when you go to the dentist, what's your impression of that office? I mean, from magazines that are sitting right. on the table that are three years old. Right. Hello, right? You know, it's something 
something little like that, but it also, going back, it starts with a phone call, right? Making, making sure you have a system even for that, even for that. Yep. A system for answering the phone, handling that first phone call. And what do you get on that first phone call? You get a lot of questions. And I know, and this always strikes me as funny. One of the questions a lot of new patients ask is what chiropractic technique, especially if they've been somewhere before, what chiropractic technique does your doctor do? And oh my gosh, so oftentimes the answer is, especially if it's a new person answering the phone, well, I don't know. Exactly. <laughs> okay, that requires communication. We got to connect the dots here. Exactly. You know, my very first chiropractic job, I was really grateful for that job because I also, where my basic started there, was I had to learn the chart of spinal effects, right? Where every nerve went. Right. Oh, I got 100%, by the way. Awesome. <laughs> but I had to learn that. But, but then that basic, basic, you know, chart gave me the tools that I needed. So once I learned more about chiropractic, then I could educate the patient. So it's the same thing, the basic tools. They need to know what techniques you're doing. You might, as the doctor might not think that's important, but that's something that we get. And that's embarrassing to us as staff. We don't know the answer. And, and we also have to say with confidence when we don't know the answer, confidence and not knowing the answer is confidence, right? right? If you don't have an answer to something, that is confidence. I don't know, but let me check for you. I'll be, I'll be right back with you. I'll be right you. back. Yep. Right. It, it, we have to have the confidence, and we have to know that it's okay that we don't know. Yeah. Right? Sometimes we don't know what we don't know. <laughs> and it's okay not to know. 100%. But, but you know, I always tell myself, be resourceful. Be resourceful. If you don't know the answer to something, use your resources. And that whether that's coming to me or Marissa, the office manager, and asking the question or looking it up somehow, but be resourceful. Don't just say, oh, I don't know, and let it go. You know, and then bring that to a staff meeting. Say, okay, doc, you know, I had this call the other day. This this person on the other end of the phone asked me what chiropractic techniques you do. And I didn't know the answer, but I found out real quick. So we took care of that patient. But Walk me through what, what that means. What is that all about? That's how you learn. And knowledge is power. The more, the more knowledge you gain, the more power you have to have influence over your patients and help your doctor grow the practice. I agree with that 100%. And I think that's where having somebody like yourself help, help um, streamline offices towards those goals that they're having. And, um, and again, it doesn't take a lot of time. Sometimes we still run down or sometimes we might be distracted by something that's going on. But taking five or 10 minutes to say, oh, I diversified or I'm Gonstead or, okay, what does Gonstead mean? Doesn't mean that your staff has to explain what Gonstead means over the right. phone, right? They're just wanting to know what the answer is, you know, right. or what activator is or whatever t technique that you're using doesn't mean, doesn't mean anything. <laughs> so right. just tell them what it is. And then if the patient has further questions, then you can direct your staff and say, well, if you have further questions about the technique, I'll refer you to my doctor. You exactly. Know? You know, it's, it's, um, you know, systems are everything. Systems are everything from the, Syst starting from the phone call. Systems are everything. And, you know, one of the biggest systems we need to really have in place in our office and understand, not just have it in place, but understand it is our electronic health record systems. And I see far too many offices 
have this kind of surface understanding of how it works and they wind up not using all the tools. They're not using the scheduler. Um, they're not using the uh, patient reminder system. They're not using the, the note system. It's just sitting there collecting dust. And they've, they've got all these great tools at their fingertips and they're not using them. And I know you do a lot of training for that kind of stuff. I do. And it is amazing to me what I hear in training um, of people that don't realize what their system can do. That shocks me. Um, most systems out there offer um, trainings, get additional training. Just because you learned something 10 years ago doesn't mean it's the best way today. Your software could have made a change to how they handled that particular feature or functionality, or they could have enhanced that particular feature or functionality. And you, it, it's used in a totally different and better way today, um, especially in the electronic healthcare realm, because that is constantly evolving right now, especially right. when there's so many different types of um, documentation requirements coming out. Stay on top of that. Make sure you're with the software that informs you those kinds of things because it does make a difference. And pay attention. Um, pay attention to your software. Call them. Ask, you know, ask questions um, because all it does is benefit you. It benefits you. Um, there's a lot of user groups out there. Mm -hmm. um, you know, the product that I use, we have a user group that we just introduced. I can't tell you how many people aren't even aware we have a user group. Well, have you looked at your email? Because we sent you an email that said that three times, right? So if you feel like, I always say, I wonder if questions or I wish we could questions or we should be able to questions or thoughts, that's the perfect time to contact your coach, contact you know, whoever you're speaking with, your software vendor, whoever it is, get those questions answered because it probably does do what you need it to do yeah. or want it to do, frankly. So if that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. You know, I know the system that we had, we were able to go in and, and deeply customize our scheduling side of the program to where it just really worked for us. And it was very robust. And, uh, you know, the same with the note side of the system. And, you know, you said something a second ago, systems like that really help you. And I hear a lot of doctors say, I don't want to go to the expense. I, I don't want to, uh, I don't want to take the time. I don't think it's going to work the way I want it to. I don't, I don't, you know, and they've got all these, all these thoughts and preconceived ideas about it. But those kind of systems, they save you. They help you be more compliant. They help your, your billing be smoother. They help your scheduling be smoother. They help your record keeping be smoother. That's huge today. They help you turn around your records quicker when you have a patient request. I mean, what's not to love about them? And let's not forget the big one. It helps you go home on time. Right? <laughs> yeah, that is the big one. <laughs> and sleep at night. And sleep at night. So you're not up, up at night doing your notes. You're staying late at the office doing your notes. Yes, it makes a difference. And sometimes I think you just have to take a deep dive in. And here's where I see doctors make big mistakes. They think, okay, I'm going to try the electronic health record. And when they say that, they think, okay, they start looking at their schedule. How many people do I have my schedule? How many, how many breaks do I have? They start panicking. No, try with one patient. 
one patient. <clears throat> yep. Dive in with one patient. Is it going to be smooth the first time? No, probably not. It's probably not going to be smooth the first time or the second time or the third time or the fourth time. It takes repetition over and over and over again before you feel comfortable. But when you dive in with that one patient, maybe sit down at lunch, sit down before work, sit down after work, whenever you have a break, and tackle that one patient electronically in the note. Once you do that note the first time, make that your commitment that you're going to do that one patient every single time. Now, I will say there are some systems out there that you have to start with an exam, and there are some systems out there that you that you don't. With mm -hmm. ours, you can just dive in and do like a, you know, whatever one right in the middle. you want. Yes, right in the middle. Give me just a 45. It doesn't yeah. matter. There are some systems that require you to do an exam. Who cares? Start at the exam. Sit down. You have quiet time at lunch and put that patient into your program. Mm -hmm. And then the next time they come in, look, you're ready to go. You've got that information from the previous visit and you're ready to carry that that information forward to the next visit and adjust whatever needs to be adjusted from that previous visit. It's not hard. You just got to get to it. It's like when you change your travel card or right. your example, right? right? It's the same principle. You got to learn where it's at. Where do I find those things? Where did I move them? I created a new right. form. Same thing. It's the exact same thing. Just learning the flow of your system. Yeah. And as you go, make little customizations as you go along. And before you know it, you got a fully customized system that fits you and your note-taking style, and uh, um, you've got a really robust system. Exactly, and it makes it smooth and easy. Most systems out there allow you to create these days what's called a macro. Mm -hmm. And so if you have a wellness visit that is standard, you know, you just say a few things subjectively, you've got your diagnosis codes in there, you've got a few objective findings, or you could, you know, be brief on your objective findings. Um, you know, I'm not going to talk about how to be compliant in a note. But right, that's all another story. <laughs> that's a whole other topic, but you've got your SOAP in there, and you can have that set as a macro. Mm -hmm. And bam, it's done. One click, it's done. Your, your wellness visit is done. I just don't understand why people don't take the time to implement it. And once they do implement it, find out that there is a macro that you can do something like that with, right? right. That makes it smooth and simple. One click done. Right. Yeah. You just have to take the time. You have to take the time to create the systems, to customize your programs, to not only teach, but train your staff, create those front office and back office systems, and above all, communicate everybody's got to communicate on the team. So we have to create that culture that it's okay to make a mistake. Let's talk about it. And it's okay for the doctor and staff to communicate together on a regular basis. I agree. Yes. Think about it. Like I, I always used to joke with the doctor I used to work with. We spent more time with each other than we did at home. And we've all heard this before in this industry, like, Whoever your key staff person is, that's who you're married to, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> that's, that's the one you're spending the most time with. Yeah. So that communication between you and that staff is, is essential. You have to be able to communicate, you know, clearly with what your wants and needs are. If you can't communicate clearly what your wants and needs are, then we're in trouble, yeah. right? No matter who we are. <laughs> right. So. That's exactly right. Yeah, you have to have that kind of communication. 
that's where true practice longevity comes from. I agree. And when you do have that, as I've been referring to, to the dance and the communication mm-hmm. in your office, it is a pleasant place to be. And your patients want to be in your presence. How many times have we all heard from our patients that say, I love coming here, right? That is the biggest compliment that you can ever receive. I love coming here. This is my therapy for the day. This is my relaxation time for the day. We've all heard various things like that. And that's how it should be in a practice. That is sometimes a patient's only um, positive feedback or energy for the day, if you can imagine. That, to me, is a huge blessing that we're giving all all of our patients that come to see us, you know, every week, every month, sometimes, you know, several times a week. That is our blessing that we're shedding upon them. It absolutely is. Absolutely. And on that, I think, uh, I think that's a good stopping point. That's, you know, that's kind of the truth of life and practice right there. So I love it. I love it. Sarah, thank you so much for joining me today. I really appreciate it. It was fun to not only catch up, but it was fun to, you and I can always get on a subject and just run with it. Me too, obviously. I know. I love it. I love it. All right, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to the KC Chiropults podcast. I can't talk. I've already spent all my energy talking. Brought to you by Cats Consultants, helping you keep your pulse on success. Be sure to check us out at catsconsultants.com. And from all of us here at Cats Consultants, stay informed and well-adjusted.